This is an RNZ podcast. They say it takes a village to raise a child. I'm Catherine Ryan, and here we draw on my conversations with experts on Nine to Noon to help you navigate family life. Parents and children around the country are looking at each other and wondering what on earth they're going to do together, or to each other possibly, over the next month. Teacher, author, public speaker and chief executive of Spectrum Education, Karen Boys, is with us from Nelson. Hello, Karen. Hello, how you doing? It's going to be a long stretch, isn't it? <laughs> Could be, it doesn't have to be though. I know, I've seen all those five things you can do with your kids in, in one day and everyone's got wonderful um, positive starts to this thing, which is great to see. First, can we just be, can we be clear over the four weeks, you don't suddenly have to become a teacher for a start. The first two weeks are technically holidays. Absolutely. I think that the pressure for parents to think, oh, they have to do the teaching uh, needs to just go. You're not a teacher. Uh, No teacher is expecting parents to jump into that role. Uh, And yes, the first two weeks are technically school holidays. So just have fun with your kids. Just what you do in the normal school holidays. And the second two weeks, again, the schools themselves, or certainly their representatives, we had the NZDI and the Principals Federation on the other day, again, don't think you're suddenly going to have to deliver the full curriculum. No one is expecting that, and the schools will be planning around that, right? Absolutely. Um, I've been uh, working with over 400 teachers in the last three days, talking to them about how they can provide little things for kids to do. And look, here's the thing, nothing's going to change in your kid's not going to go uh, and be disadvantaged if they actually do nothing in those two weeks either. So, uh, you know, schools are prepared for this. So uh, just uh, just have, you know, family time, I think, is going to be one of the most important uh, messages. One of the challenges, though, is that there are limits on what you can do. And obviously in holidays normally you're out doing activities. We'll be talking more with Susie Wiles again about what we can and can't do. Certainly getting out for exercise and um, getting the kids outside to play, it's just a case again of needing to keep that, keep to that tight group you've got rather than be mixing with others. And that's going to be a, a challenge. How do you handle it? Do you just have to keep talking to your kids about what we're all doing here? Yeah, absolutely. Just remind them why they're at home, why they um, can't uh, you know, go to the park. But there's so much you can do. If you've got a backyard, you can be running around that 20 times. You can be running up and down stairs and exercising. They can um, uh, be making play forts with blankets. Do you remember doing that as a child? Uh, there's uh, so many uh, you know, things they can be doing physically. I had a person tell me the other day that her children have already had a snowball fight with socks. So they've um, put the socks into balls and they had snowball fights. And so there's a lot of movement that you can do without even leaving the house. Let's talk about some of the broad ideas that will help navigate this time. Do you need routines? You can't stay in your PJs all day, tempting as it is. (laughs) It's probably not a good idea. Probably not a good idea. Your routines are important. Uh, So to maintain your family routines as much as you can, you might just uh, have a little sleep in and then start rather than, you know, previously you had to catch the bus at 7 o'clock in the morning. But uh, have those routines. So uh, have a breakfast routine. Uh, if If your children are doing some learning, that's the most important meal for the day. Make a family occasion of it. Uh, but keep it, keep your day as uh, routined as possible. That creates boundaries and settles children when they know what's going to happen. 
if the after school uh, activities of course are cancelled now then do some have some after school ideas like we're going to go and jump on the trampoline today or if they go to dance lessons we're going to do dance lessons here today uh, so uh, help get them to make meals and then also another wonderful tip is to make sure that you continue that bedtime routine if you've got one or make one now because you've got four weeks to be able to do this so have a, a special ritual that you can do uh, that uh, allows children to know hey here are the boundaries here's the safety and here's what we do in our family for the next four weeks and maybe forever. <laughs> true, true. Now, meals, we're all being told actually and very wisely that actually one of the ways we're going to deal with whatever the winter throws at us by means of ailments is eating healthy. And Absolutely. it's also important, isn't it, for mood and behaviour? Absolutely, yes. So we want to get lots of fresh fruit and vegetables into our children, into ourselves. Uh, it's fascinating that it's the uh, uh, not the fresh fruit and vegetables that has been uh, rushing out of the supermarkets, but that's what we need to be buying, the really healthy things that will actually help our children to, uh, to stay centred and to boost that immune system for them. The exercise break, so we've touched on it already, but we know especially for primary school kids, they need to be physical in order to concentrate. So um, let's just look again at some of the things. You've mentioned some of the things you could do at home or you are allowed to go out for a walk again as long as you keep your distance from other, um, yeah. other family groups. But is it again a case of scheduling? Is it again of actually booking it in that we're going to get up and go and do something right now? Yes, uh, uh, I suggest that you set an alarm on your phone at 10.30 and 2.30 and maybe that's when you have a dance break or that's when we're going to go for a walk or that's when we're going to do something that's energising. So uh, the more that you can keep that energy up, because you know when you sit for long periods of time, the energy just slumps. So putting it on an alarm can really help with that uh, reminder because we can also, uh, children can get locked into uh, the social media uh, rabbit hole or the television or whatever it is. So get them up and moving and have that little routine. It's a great idea. Let's talk about that social media and TV news announcements announcements on COVID-19. They need some information because they need to understand what's happening but it's a case of not, for all of us actually, not to be constantly updating on the latest data. Absolutely. I would minimise it to 10 minutes a day. I think it's for adults and for children. Uh, Just like we were advised during the Christchurch earthquake uh, and other um, uh, horrible situations that we've had in this country, it's like minimise your uh, TV viewing for the children. They don't need to see all the information. They don't need to hear it all the time. So... uh, let them, you know, 10 minutes a day, uh, show them the nano girl video of what a virus does uh, so that they know and uh, just leave it at that. They just need to know that they're safe and uh, they don't need to see all the media sensation that goes on. Now, get them helping around the house, whether or not they normally do, Karen. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so, of course, this is a wonderful opportunity uh, to put some new routines in if they haven't been. But uh, 
there are lots of uh, jobs they can be helping with. Children like to be busy. They like to feel that they're purposeful and doing something, uh, particularly contributing to the family. So have them help with uh, meals. And now is a wonderful time to actually teach them how to make their bed, how to uh, dry dishes properly, how to um, sweep. Uh, There's a big difference between sweeping the dirt from one side of the patio to the other or actually cleaning up and getting rid of the dirt. So uh, it's a wonderful time to teach those life skills uh, that your children are going to need for, for, you know, beyond this next four weeks for the rest of their life. Do they know how to use a washing machine? I'm amazed how many teenagers don't know how to use a washing machine. So now's an opportunity to teach some of those wonderful home life skills that will set them up for life. There are going to be times... Uh, They've been already and there may be again when emotions are very high and particularly they will be high in families most directly affected by job losses, business uh, pressures, etc. How do you handle your own and theirs again in the healthiest possible way? I think you just need to allow and acknowledge those emotions, uh, both yours and theirs. So emotions are healthy and uh, so there will be that time. It might start as an exciting adventure and then it's that dip of despair of like what's going on. But I do think you'll probably see what we call the five stages of grief show up in the next few weeks. Or look, you might even see these all in one day. There's that starts with the shock and denial of, uh, you know, this isn't really happening. I still think some of us are thinking we're going to wake up tomorrow and everybody says it's over um, it wasn't as serious as we thought. So I think that, that shock and denial as where many of us are sitting right now. Uh, then we get into that pain and guilt part of grief where uh, it, the shock wears off and we realise that, oh, we can't go and play with our friends and we can't just go and hang out with others. I'm in self-isolation on day seven uh, uh, in the South Island. I live in Wellington and I can't go and hug my husband. Uh, so there's that uh, pain and guilt that I can't be with my family right now. So that's going to uh, uh, be part of this process too. So it feels scary and a little chaotic. Then your children might uh, get to the anger and bargaining stage where that bottled up emotion just goes boom and they tell you you're the worst parent in the world or they tell you that... uh, uh, you know, uh, they um, everyone else's parents are letting them go to the park uh, when we know we can't. Uh, and so at that point, we just need to acknowledge the anger, the frustration, and remind them that it's all part of this uh, journey and that they're safe at home. The fourth part is that loneliness, when they suddenly realise, you know, I'm not around the people I normally am. And for the introverts, they're all going, we're going to love this. But for us extroverts, that's going to be hard because suddenly we can't have friends. And um, I've just made friends after seven days with the birds outside on the, um, on the patio. And they are, um, I put some bread out and now they're coming. It took seven days. Uh, but um, I'm like talking to the birds and a friend just said to me, I've never seen you so animated as I'm on uh, Zoom with her talking to the birds. But it's like, oh, someone to talk to. For us extroverts, keeping in touch uh, through any of the uh, social media platforms is going to be really important. I've already hosted a, uh, a happy hour with my friends on Zoom. I've already had a games night with my friends. So, you know, you just have to be creative and find ways that your children and you can connect with others. And then the fifth stage is where we get to this acceptance and hope. 
so it's where we start getting into a pattern, a way of being that suits our family, and we, it's just sort of happens. And uh, that may not happen until week four. It, um, it may just happen really quickly. I'm still not on day seven of self-isolation in a real pattern yet, uh, So, but that routine will help that. So uh, those are the five main stages of grief, and I think that um, uh, you see, may see those, but the important part is to acknowledge and allow those emotions and, you know, just hug your kids if they're crying and they're angry and just say, you know, we're all in this together. And don't deny your own emotions as an adult. You know, it's hard. It's going to be hard. Enjoy them while you've got them. I know we we often just, you know, take the mickey about when we're all in cabin fever mode. But actually, it's an unscheduled time with your kids. And if you can flip it on that, I know there's a lot going on for a lot of people. But if you can flip it and say, okay, here's a time where we're up close and personal and we might not be a lot of the time. And make the most of it just to get to know each other better. And differently. How often do we say, oh, they grow up so fast and, uh, and lament about that? But now you have an amazing opportunity to be able to just create some amazing memories, to be able to play and learn together and uh, do things that, you know, you often thought, oh, I'd love to do that with my children. Now, obviously, that's not taking them to Disneyland or, you know, but what can you do within your house? What could you be learning together? Maybe you can learn to knit. Maybe you can uh, uh, helping them to, you know, garden. We can still go out and do the garden. Uh, so there's lots of things that we could be doing. Uh, and so making sure that you don't waste this time. We've always said we want it. Now you've got it. Also, the perspective thing, I'm with you. My parents went through the Great Depression until the end of their lives. So I could still see, particularly my mother, who outlived my father by many decades, I could still see the effects of that time in the way nothing ever got thrown out and nothing ever got wasted. (laughs) Previous generations have been through extraordinarily testing times uh, and we need to keep this one for us in perspective. Absolutely. You know, you're right. Our grandparents were asked to go to war and fight for our country and die for our country. Um, And so we're just being asked to wash our hands and stay at home. It's such a small price to pay for that greater good. And, uh, you know, uh, I think it's just, uh, it's going to be hard, hard at the start, as my mentor, uh, one of my mentors says, it's going to be hard at the start, messy in the middle, but gorgeous at the end. And so uh, make the most of it. Thanks so much, Karen, boys. And you're nearly, you're nearly out of the year. You, are you going to be able to come home, Karen? I shouldn't ask you. That's not really my business. But are you going to be one of those <laughs> trying to make know. the last plane out of the... <laughs> I don't know. Oh. Um, so, yes. Um, I may be here for four weeks or I may not be, so uh, it's all up in the year for us, but that's okay. All right. Well, look, all the best with it. Thank you, Karen Boyce. Thank you for your time. Chief Executive of Spectrum Education.